You got your coffee? Check. Good. I'm ready to get started. Let's do it. Do it. Hello and welcome to Explicitly Us. Whether you're young, old, single or married, this podcast is for you. Light-hearted, family-friendly and full of laughs. It is guaranteed to put a smile on your face. So get on the treadmill or get another slice of cake, but just get ready because here they are. Live at the time of this recording, all the way from Table 19, your Pizzas Ready studio, here are your hosts, Andy and Trista. Question. Do you have plans after this podcast recording? I suppose I should make dinner. That is exactly what I was getting to. What do you plan on making for dinner? I don't know. I wasn't able to get eggs today because I left the house without my wallet and I forgot. So, and I gave somebody all the cash that was in my possession because I owed them money. Mm. So I didn't have cash. That was one of the reasons I went out to take somebody money. So. I see. I left the house with the available funds to get groceries and then I came back with nothing. I see. I was hoping that we could do omelets for dinner, but I think you informed me that we only have four eggs left. Yes, four. Four eggs are not enough eggs for six people. Nope, it's enough for us for breakfast, me and you. That's right. And if it was an omelet, it's enough for me to have an omelet and you to have one egg. Mm-hmm. I usually can get by with a two-egg omelet, but three is always better. I love eggs, which is weird because they don't have a lot of taste. Eggs don't. Yolk does. I think yolk has taste. You have to salt and pepper them good. You got to salt and pepper them good is is exactly right. Somebody said one time that one of the the main tests, if you want to be a chef, is um, has to do with eggs, like omelets, other eggs. I don't know what else they'd make, but. I just, honestly, I just like fried eggs. Our routine for the morning, let's tell them. Well, not the whole routine, right? Wake up. We wake up and then Trista makes us breakfast. Occasionally I'll make breakfast. Um, Maybe once every other week. We do eggs almost every morning. Yeah, Trista's got a routine. She goes out. They're good protein. Mm-hmm. I need protein for my breakfast. I enjoy eggs immensely. Salt and pepper just but I like yolk, but you know, I'm I'm not on a diet. I'm trying I'm trying to for the rest of my life watch my carb intake because they're just not that great for you. I love carbs. Who doesn't? Do you love carbs? Jesus is the bread of life. He said he's the bread of life. Why can't we all just be okay with carbs? You know, there's so many things in the Bible that we'd love to adopt as life verses. But when it comes down to it, they lived so much healthier than we live today. And they didn't have all the additives and the different combinations that we try to put together today. You know, they were doing fish and bread. They weren't doing steak and bread. You know what I mean? Do you think manna had carbs in it? Because God made that. Well, I, I do believe it had carbs because I bet it tasted amazing. You think so? Because they complained a lot about it. I think that was because they got tired of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, I love cheesecake, but if I had it every day. True. <laughs> a little I, variety. <laughs> I used a uh, illustration 
you probably heard it a hundred times the last time I preached on love and we, you know, different kinds of love, different kinds of hate. There's different kinds of love and different kinds of hate. True. And this is a simple one, but it made me chuckle. You know, we think about love. I love cheesecake and I love you, but I don't love you like I love cheesecake. Now, some people might say they don't love cheesecake the way they love you. I choose to turn that around. I see. Same thing with hate. You know, there's a lot of things I hate. And people say, you shouldn't have hate. No, there's a lot of things I hate. I absolutely despise, you know. Um, but I don't know. I don't know why I said that. But what were we talking about? Bread. Carbs. Breakfast. Um, <laughs> you, If you're going to have yolk in your eggs, you got to have toast. So, you know, there's a seven grain toast and we buy that. And honestly, I get one loaf of bread that, and it lasts me for what? Maybe almost three weeks. One loaf of bread because I eat one toast. And I don't like it. So I haven't been eating it. I don't like it on a sandwich. I like it toasted with butter and I get one toast, two eggs, and depending on how the oven was operating and the eggs, whether they broke or not, sometimes I get yolk. And then, you know, I have to eat it a certain way. And I literally could have that every morning all my life. Oh, by the way, you were supposed to cook bacon this morning. You forgot to remind me. Was that this morning? That was yesterday morning all right so we need to cook it this evening Tonight. with dinner what we, are we don't gonna, even know what we're having what should we have that includes bacon we also have leftover italian sausage that is cooked oliver was requesting biscuits and gravy but I know, but i don't have you're you're right saying sausage. that yeah you say right sausage how far off is breakfast sausage sausage from italian sausage though the herbs, the spices are really, different. When you put it all in there, come on. I mean, it's I don't different. know. It's I, not going to be the same. I think it would taste fine. I don't think it would. It's not going to taste the same, but it's not going to taste bad, and it's not going to taste weird. I think it's going to taste fine. I don't think it would. I think and I don't should. have time to make biscuits. That takes forever. You made good biscuits last time. They were tasty. I saved that recipe. That was a it's good one. It's taken me a long time to find the right biscuit recipe oliver said in the car on the way back from music class today he said dad for dinner um can we have you know the the meat in the in the fridge and i said um the sausage he's like yeah can we put that in that stuff and like put it on like in the bread and i'm like meat and sauce in bread (laughs) i'm like what are you talking about and it hit me I'm like, are you talking about biscuits and gravy? He's like, gravy. That's what I meant to say, not sauce. Gravy. Yeah. I think it was, are you talking about Oliver? Yeah. It must have been him a couple weeks ago who was requesting biscuits and gravy. And he said, can you make the bread and the sauce? The bread and the the sauce. (laughs) Take the boy out of Kentucky. He ain't got a clue. The bread and the sauce. The bread and the sauce will be in heaven, I do believe. <laughs> it's tasty. Hope we're not making you hungry out there, but sausage and biscuits and eggs and yes, it's good stuff. I don't know what we're having for dinner, but we need to have something good. It's going to be weird, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, I ate the leftover pizza for lunch. 
Somebody ate. Somebody else, I think, ate the leftover fajita stuff. <laughs> Fajitas. Fajitas. Um, somebody told me this past week that I need to work on my Spanish. <laughs> or really, they told both of us. They say we, we sound terrible. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. But he was alone. Um, yeah, so I don't know what we're going to have. But the, I think, I guess what I was saying was all of the um, leftovers, I think, are pretty much taken care of. Sometimes we do leftover dinners. I think we still have a ton of rice, though. We got to figure out something with the oh, rice. Oh, let's just, too. I think we have some frozen fish. And, we, and you do have fish sticks. But what does that do with our sausage and Not bacon? Not a thing. <laughs> Not a thing. Um, the sausage, we have red sauce. So what you might need to do is, and, you, and I think we have spaghetti noodles. Can we not just throw some spaghetti noodles in and then put the sausage into, because it's Italian sausage, just throw it like into. spaghetti. I'm not saying for me. <laughs> I'm saying for other people, because I'll, I'll probably get a piece of fish out and fry it and have some, even though rice isn't any better, you know, I could do a little bit of rice on the side. You might do that. Because you do have those fish sticks, remember? You picked up the other, I haven't had a, I Never liked fish sticks all my life growing up. Did you eat fish sticks growing up? Um, I, it must have been on a rare occasion, not very often. My mom would always buy fish sticks and I never enjoyed them. I would, I would have to cover them in ketchup. Never liked them. I think, I'm sure we did nuggets more than we did. Yeah. Fish sticks. Yeah. Chicken nuggets, you can get whatever. Hey, we also have those, that chicken, but we really need to eat some stuff that's left over. <laughs> We keep trying to move to new meals, but then we our fridge just gets full of leftovers. But remember, we do have that if we want to do that. And we did have somebody send us. Thank you for sending us Chick-fil-A sauce. If you're ever wondering what to send us, Chick-fil-A sauce. And you say, what do you mean send us? Well, we just assume that if you're listening, then you're thinking about us and you're like, we need to send them a care package. Chick-fil-A what, sauce. What would be on our care package list? Chick-fil-A sauce. Chick-fil-A sauce. And Chick-fil-A sauce. Chocolate chips. Chocolate chips, for sure. Um, Donato's pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you'd get Donato's pizza here, but if anybody has access to dry ice, um, <laughs> that doesn't help because... Well, actually, it does because you can buy a Donato's pizza, let it cool down, put it into a container... And then dry ice it and send it. And I can thaw it and reheat it. And I'll love you forever. And I don't think it would be crazy to go through that much trouble to do that. I don't think it would be. You know, I I tried the Donato's pizza in the stores. I wasn't impressed. Can I just give you guys a reference for food? If you're in Ohio, Kentucky, Ohio, mm, let's see. Basically, Kentucky and Ohio. Donato's pizza. Now, if you like cauliflower crust try it it's amazing you tried it right yeah like knockout crazy yeah amazing it was not a big difference in their in the taste of no. the regular crust no a little, a little bit different just a little bit more flavor like of garlic i think they added more garlic maybe to cover up any cauliflower taste you might get the texture was fine though texture was great it didn't taste like cauliflower at all so it makes me wonder like was it really healthier? <laughs> because if it tastes that good, I don't know how it could be healthy. It was fantastic, though. So if you're ever traveling through Ohio, just get Donato's. And and I guess I, you got to like thin crust. 
Right. It's it's a thin crust pizza. Yeah, I I enjoy a good crust, so it's not my favorite. It's not it's not Trista's favorite, but when we were in Ohio for what were we in Ohio? No, Kentucky. When we were in Kentucky for Christmas vacation, um, I took Clayton. Me and Clayton were out driving around. I probably told this story on here before. But I said, hey, let's get lunch. Do you want to get Donato's? And we got a large pizza, him and I, and like threw it down. How many times did you have Donato's pizza when we were in the States? Four or five times. Yeah. In five week period four or five i think you met your quota for the year so it was so good and and what's great about it is it's the best reheated pizza ever some pizza you can't reheat especially microwave you can't microwave pizza i just microwaved pizza today for lunch it was not that great I, i think a lot of the reason why it reheats well is because it is thin crust so because normally when you reheat pizza, the issue is it, the crust. It gets doughy, yeah, like soft. soft. Yep, just so good, so so good. Chick Fil A, Donato's Pizza. I think that's. It. I think those are my. You know what are your favorite restaurants? Fast. Let's say pizza restaurant, fast food. Those two. You know what else we had when we were home though? What? Sunny's. Mmm. Sunny's was good too. And we brought back some barbecue sauce. And we brought back some barbecue sauce. Sunny's is good. You love their coleslaw. I Sunny's coleslaw introduced me to the world of coleslaw. It is good. I love their coleslaw, and it's like a it's like a sweeter coleslaw. It's not mayonnaise. It's not vinegar. It's like a it is those things, but you don't taste those things. It's more of a very fresh and sweet taste. Um. So, I think you like that it's really fine. It is, it's also finer, yeah. And and I know I don't need any other buddy any any other coleslaw. But because I had their coleslaw, it's made me wonder like, is coleslaw good? Because I've never liked coleslaw. I never really tried it. So I try other people's coleslaw now, and I'm like, eh. It's like edible now, but it's still nothing compared to Sunny's coleslaw. Mm-hmm. And so we had that. That was good. Um, I guess we're hungry. <laughs> Talking about food, but. We got to figure something out because the kids are hungry. It is technically dinner time right now. All right. Let's get through this then. Okay. Well, what do you want to do next? Well, I heard that you had a word of the day that you want to introduce. And then after that, I have something to introduce to everybody. All right. Um, The word of the day is paralepsis. And then another spelling alternate with alternate pronunciation would be paralipsis 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 i'm gonna guess because what the meaning is because me sitting here in this chair i think my backside is getting paralipsis because i can't feel it nope so this word means giving emphasis by professing to say little or nothing of a subject can you say that again? I need to think. Of, I, I don't take definitions very easily. I need to think them out. Giving emphasis mm-hmm. by professing to say little or nothing of a subject. So you're actually emphasizing something by not saying much about it. Um, 
the writer or speaker will profess not to care about something or say they will not dwell on something, but because they bring it up, they do emphasize it. So I got a couple examples of what I think this means. These are my own examples. I'm not going to say anything about how ugly your outfit is today. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Or let's not talk about how horrible the food was at the party last night. Interesting. So I'm professing to say little or nothing. Like I don't want to talk about it. But I'm actually emphasizing it in that way. I think that's, that's what it means. I came up with those sentences on my own, those examples. But you think that could be what it is? I think that's it. Did you look this up in a dictionary? To, do they have examples? Because sometimes they do. Um, the internet had some different examples, but this was kind of the idea. So, yes. Gotcha. Well, those were hilarious. Um, yeah. Does that work in a marriage? Like... What is your problem with me? I don't want to talk about it. Is that? Um, like, because you're so aggravated at your, with me that your, your response is, I don't want to talk about it. So you're because it, I mean, if you actually did want to talk about it, then yes. But if you really didn't want to well, talk by about saying, it, then no. by, the, by saying, I don't want to talk about it, you're showing how aggravated. I mean, you're making a statement of how aggravating it you is. You could be emphasizing it because you want the other person to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Don't be paralipsis. It kind of reminded me of uh, what they call, I think it's vague booking, like like Facebooking, but you're like really vague about something and it like draws people in, like you're trying not to give Give out all your information. Yeah, it's called clickbait. And you make it like really vague or whatever. It kind of reminded me of a similar to that. I've never heard of vague booking. That's interesting. Like you make a, a post. It's a gimmick. But it's, it's like really vague gimmick. because yeah. you want to draw people in and have mm-hmm. people comment or ask you questions that, about it. That is the definition of, of clickbaiting. I mean, you're yeah. you're trying to get people to click and open. and So you act like you don't want to talk about it. But because yeah. you act like you don't want to talk it, about it, you really do. Well, that, but also there's, there's like other, there's other uses of it. I mean, scams are oftentimes clickbait. You know, you remember when that scam was going around on Facebook where you get a personal message and it's somebody that sent you a video saying, yes. I made this awesome video of I us. I saw that or, again the other day. I made it, right. And that's all it says. I made this awesome video of us or of you or something like that. Or I saw this awesome video and thought of you. That's clickbait. So you got to go check it out. You have to check it out. Yeah. <laughs> It's and you. <laughs> that's right. Um, I've never, I've never opened those to, to my memory. I've never opened yeah, you those. Um, I don't look. If I haven't talked to you <laughs> in six months to a year, and you're sending me a message out of the blue, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna open it. And I'm not gonna respond. Um, We're gonna assume it's you've been hacked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, if you send me a message after that and say, "Hey, did you ever watch that video?" I'll, I might respond to you, but we're not going to we're not going to do that. Well, that was a pretty good word. I enjoyed that. Did it take you a long time to think about that? Where'd you get that word from? Um, one of my sister-in-laws found it. She's so, given me a couple in the past and been like, "Hey, here's this word. You can throw it on the podcast." Is she listening? Uh, say her name i don't know say her name 
say her name. It's Katie. That was in reference to people saying say the, oh, their name. Did you not want me to say it? I thought you were being yeah. Yeah, no, I wasn't joking. Okay. I mean, I was joking, but um, I got a cough. Hold on a second. Okay, I just muted y'all for a second. Well, Katie, thank you for that word. If you're listening, thanks for listening. It means the world to us. And we, <laughs> when we become millionaires off of this podcast, we are going to invite you to come and clean our house. And we'll pay you good. All right. Moving on from that word. Good word, Trista. Great job. High five. Up high. They don't know. We, we got to do it yes, better. We harder. It. Here we go. There we go. Now we know. Stretch. We're thinking about, well, when I say we're thinking about it, I'm thinking about it. Trista is not thinking about it, and she's not interested in it at all. But in the future, I would like to be able to video record these podcasts. Yeah, yeah I know. Because you like, I mean, I do too. I'm in, I'm in pajamas right now. Let's be honest. I don't like videos in general. I'm I in shorts like, and a t-shirt. That's my pajamas. I don't even do Marco Polo. I know. I don't want to do video chatting. I know. I don't want to do it. I know. I don't want to do it at all. I know. I so, y'all, if we end up doing it, you'll know that she did it against her <laughs> we, we probably won't end up doing it. Trista will be blurred out. Yeah. And you'll just see me. So, I don't like being on it either. Um, honestly, the only reason is because I think people would enjoy it more. Those that listen to our podcast and have been with us, I think, I think they would enjoy watching as much. As, like the look on your face right now, looks painful. They need to see that. But most people are are listening via podcast, and via podcast is not video. Yeah. So what you do is you you upload it to podcast and you upload it to video, so they have an option of how to watch it or see it or listen. What do you mean upload it to video? Where you make a video, where and you upload view it, it. YouTube. So everybody would have to go to YouTube. Yeah. Well, if you want to watch it, you go to YouTube. And if you want to listen, you do a podcast. I see. So, but today would be a good reason to do a video because what I was thinking of doing is a, a review on a board game mm. that our family has been playing. Well, I can tell you about the game, right. but it'd be interesting if I could show you. So that'd be a good use, right? Yeah. Um, so anyways, that's what we'll do. I don't know. Do you play games? In your family? I'm talking to the people. <laughs> we play games. They know I do not if they listened last week. <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, by the way, great podcast last week. Um, it was good. I'm sorry if you couldn't hear very good. Um, we're, you know, we'll have to practice with the telephone thing. But I will say she did good. Mom did. That was last week, right? Yes. She did good. On the podcast, so I'm happy about that. What is you hear that dog barking? Yeah, that's not ours. Come on, dog. Seriously, don't they know we're recording? No. So she did really good. She answered the questions phenomenally. Um, you know, me getting the last word is always great because I can tell you beyond a shadow of a doubt, she ran me over with her car. <laughs> she definitely ran me over, and she doesn't remember that I ever had a broken arm. And she doesn't know where I hit my face. Maybe she had a lot going and on. I, you were not her only she child. She pushed me down the stairs in a stroller. All right, she, maybe she didn't push me. But I rolled down the stairs in a stroller. There's a lot of things that happened in my life that she doesn't remember. And uh, as you, if you listen last week, you'll, you'll, you'll know that. Now, her girls, yeah. Every freckle, every mole, 
But uh, the boys, you know, we get the, we get the, I don't know what the appropriate word would be. We get that short end of the stick. That's the one I was thinking of, the short end of the stick, I think. But still love her. She's the mom. And she did raise eight kids. And she, I love that, you know, the thing about her, you know, she's like, it was nothing. I mean, obviously there's times, but, and knowing my mom, you'll know that she's hilarious to get into an argument with. Sometimes I argue with her just to get her all riled up because she's hilarious when she gets, when she gets heated and it, it's fun. And, you know, when I, I mean like playful, like in a game or something like that, um, here, do you need this duster? You're over there dusting your Thanks. boom, your mic boom. Oh, no, can't do that. We <laughs> hear it. Don't dust. No dusting right now. No, it literally. Um, I heard all that. <laughs> But she did good. And, and these, you know, even some of our friends, people we know, at times probably us, you know, stress about having one kid, two kids. And it's so hard. You know, these women 37 years ago, because that's how old I am, 37 years ago, were like he woman, right? Do you agree? I don't know. I mean... God gives grace <laughs> for each situation. Yeah. All right, moving on. <laughs> so we play games. Trista does not enjoy playing games with us. I don't know why, because she has enjoyed playing games in the past. But it depends on the game. Lately. It depends on how I feel. Lately, she has not enjoyed playing games. And seriously, some of you out there that are friends of ours, you know that she used to play games all the time, and she would like it. And, and lately, I think it's because she's getting old. She's 37 years old now. She's getting old. She's getting to be a fuddy-duddy. And she just doesn't enjoy it as much. You know what I like? I like puzzles. Like I jigsaw said. Jigsaw puzzles. Like I said. Jigsaw puzzles. You know how fun jigsaw puzzles are? Not at all. I just did a puzzle exchange two days ago. So I got some new puzzles to work on, too. Yes. I think puzzles are great in the holidays, and I like to have a puzzle out and stop and work on it for some time and have some snacks. And you can talk with people and they're sitting around talking. I think that's great. But fun, you know, it's not necessarily fun. It's it's nice. It's relaxing. It is relaxing. It's relaxing. See, that's why there are a lot of games I don't like to play. Because it's not relaxing. Because it's not a game if I'm stressing. But that's a personal problem. I'm nervous. I mean, that's... And we need to work on that, though. You don't need to be nervous or stressing in a game. Games are supposed to be fun. They're, but they're not always. I know. You all should see her face right now. She's about to cry. <laughs> <laughs> so the game that we've been playing is one that we got at Christmas time. Am I right? Was it Christmas? Yeah. I, I, think, you, I, I think you ordered this one at Christmas. Well, we did this past Christmas. And we, you know, we do different things every Christmas, but it's past. I told him. I, th- I think we've shared all of this. Perhaps, but there's, <laughs> there could be some new listeners, so we're going to share it again. Go back and listen. Go back and, and listen. Go back and listen. You'll know what we're you'll talking, know about. talking about. <laughs> Are you making fun of me? What was that? No, I'm not making fun of you. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> uh, so we bought a lot of puzzles for the family. Not puzzles, games. I was puzzles. We bought a lot of games for the family to share, but you know what we do is we just buy several games and then we put to Clayton, to Callie, to, you know, we give them each a game, but it's really not theirs. It's our family's, but it, 
we use. They opened it. Yeah. Well, they get to open it. It's one of their gifts. So basically, we we're cheating them out of a potential gift for just them. But it's okay because we don't care. <laughs> <laughs> we don't care. And so far, they've been fine with That's it. That's how we do it. They, uh, you do. You were not guaranteed of Christmas gifts at all, or a number of them. One so. day when the, they leave the house, they'll be like, "Wasn't that my game? Didn't I get that for Christmas?" No. See, I've learned from growing up with my mother. And these are one of the things we argue about because I was given games as like birthday gifts and Christmas that like to me to enjoy and they stayed in the house. And when I left home, they're still there. And I'm like, hey, I need to take that game. And mom's like, that's not your game. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, I got it for this birthday. She's like, no, you didn't. Like not even yes, you did. But it was a family game. Not even that, like completely selective memory no you didn't I'm like yeah same thing with movies you know um i remember for maybe it was a 10 maybe a 10 or 11th birthday i remember going to toys r us and having some money to spend from mom like you know toy extravaganza go spend some money and one of the things i picked out was a movie it was the three musketeers walt disney three musketeers i picked that out vhs took it home and the day was such a big day. It was a big birthday. I remember falling asleep, uh, playing with uh, some cowboys and Indians, a little a little Western town setup that I also bought at Toys R Us. It was really cool. And I had all these, you know, these guys out and I fell asleep on the living room floor playing with this set while everybody else watched Three Musketeers. Right. And they watched a movie. I didn't get to watch it because I fell asleep. I had to watch it the next day. And uh, so VHS. But. You know, looking through the movies, you know, when when I was uh, getting older and like, I don't, I didn't take any movies with me, but I was like, hey, yeah, this that movie, I, this is mine. I need to take that. And I didn't take anything. But she's like, that's not yours. <laughs> like we had an argument over. And I'm like, yes, you bought it for me for my birthday. This literally is mine. I chose. And she's like, no. You know? And li- nothing was mine. Nothing was mine. Um, funny lady. She is a funny lady. Let me tell you. Um. So we buy games for the family. So they, they stay with us. They stay with us. Um, I've been enjoying collecting games. We have a lot of games. So if, if I mean, we could do a different game review like every single time. That's true. We have a lot of games. We have a lot of games. We, and we like some of them are good. Some of them are. Some, some we play. Yeah. And then we, we, they sit on the shelf for a year. But this game. Sorry. Let's get into it. Okay. This game is called... Spy Alley. Spy Alley. All right, so let's let's give you the specs on this thing. It's a two to six player game. All right, so it's a spy game. There's two to six spies in the game. The ages is age eight to adult. So it's a pretty simple game. But let me say tell you this about this game. Trista, how long does it take to play this game? Thirty. Uh, it's probably average. I think thirty is. Sometimes it's less, depending. Yeah, I think 30 is a high average. I think it's more going to be 22, Once you 30. learn it, yeah. It's, it's, so, it's so quick that you could easily play this game multiple times, and you, and you, yeah. you want to, okay? Because what's interesting about this game is there is, there is strategy, there is luck, there is the, the skill for the ages 8 and to adult. Age 8 can enjoy this game. As much as an adult, you actually can enjoy this game as much as an adult because you're you're going to use skills on different levels and it doesn't even matter. 
like an eight-year-old skill can told the first game we ever played this aj won aj's yeah. our youngest and like not we let him win he legit won mm-hmm. like he really won um so this game here was made let me see it's put out by spy alley partners what let's see it's printed in Gangshou, china hmm. november 2019 William Stevenson has the copyright. So maybe that's the owner of the game. It says playing time 45 minutes, but I don't think that's true. You can find it on Amazon or spyalley.com, I guess. I, I need to look that website up. Maybe they have expansions or something. So how this game works, let me just tell you real quick. Uh, there are up to six spies in the game, depending on how many people are playing. The spies are German, French, Russian, American, Italian, and Spanish. And you are randomly going to be given a card face down. It's like a credit card size and con- like pl- plastic, like a credit card, like an ID card. So it's really good quality. And you're given this card that tells you who you are, what spy you are. And then there's a board. There's a there's a board, a playing board. Mm-hmm. And it has a start position. And it goes around in a complete rectangle. Okay? A complete rectangle. And then in the middle, there's like a shortcut, like where you can, if you land on this one space, you have to cut through the middle of the board on other spaces to move to. And then you leave those spaces to go out to the perimeter again. Yeah, that center road is Spy Alley. Okay. It's kind of like, remember the game Life, how there was always an alternate route. Well, that's Spy Alley. Okay. So as you roll the dice, you move around the board, you're trying to collect... Um, different pieces. Okay, so to to your little, you have a little game playing mat with pegs, and you try to fill up this game this game board with pegs. All right, now you have a space for every one of the spies. You have like columns for the Russian, American, Italian. These columns are the at the top, and then they're vertical beneath the names of the spies. And then across, you have these categories. You have disguises. You have password. You have keys, you have, I'm looking through the board here, code books, and you're trying to collect a disguise, you're trying to collect passwords, you're trying to collect all these things. Now, nobody knows what you have, what spy you are. You're trying to collect the pieces of the spy that you are, okay? Because once you collect all the pieces of the spy that you are, you go to Spy Alley And you go to your embassy, which exists in Spy Alley. When you land on your embassy with having all the pieces, you're the winner. However, if you are collecting these pieces and you're only collecting the ones that you need, everybody's going to know what spy you are. And then they can guess who you are. You wouldn't be a very good spy. They could guess who you are. And if they guess correctly, you're out of the game, kaput. If they don't guess who you are, they're out of the game in this particular scenario. Okay, that's like anybody can guess on their turn or maybe even at any time. I think it's maybe on their turn. I'll have to look that up. But at any time guess, either they're out or you're out, okay? And then there's like a sub rule to that. Now, the significance of Spy Alley is when you go into Spy Alley, Let's say two people are in Spy Alley and they're 
It's not their turn. They're just in the middle of it somewhere. Somebody else goes in the spy alley and there's one space. It's called the spy eliminator space. If they land on that, they can guess for free. Everybody in spy alley, they can guess for free. So it's a little dangerous. So it's dangerous to be in spy alley, but you also have to go through spy alley sometimes. But you don't want to get stuck there. You want to get through there as fast as possible because people will land on that spy eliminator and they get a free guess. So if they guess wrong, they don't they're not out of the game. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so if they guess correctly, if they guess you, you're out. They take all of your pegs, you know, your disguises and everything like that, and they can add them to their board so they increase what they have. They also get to take your card which everybody knows you are because you were eliminated. They take your card and they can take that and their card and put them maybe like under the table or they hide them and they choose if they want to remain the current spy that they are or they could change to be your spy, right? They can pick a new card. So uh, that can kind of confuse people a little bit so that there's no, if if you know process of elimination, you might say, well, we know they're eliminated and they were this spy. So Mm -hmm. everybody else has to be this. So it, it keeps that open. Yep. Right. So, again, eight year old can play this mm-hmm. because when they're getting these disguises and stuff, they don't even know how to play. They're just like randomly picking <laughs> where this peg's going to go and you have no idea. And then when they get through Spy Alley, they can guess and their guess might be correct. Right. Or you guess them and your guess is incorrect. And it is chance and luck. That's yeah. the chance part. The strategy part is, you know, how you can get your pegs without with with um tricking you know like you want to be able to get your pegs as fast as possible at the same time throw people off you know and i guess there's a money factor so you have to pay for these pegs Mm -hmm. so you know do you pay for an expensive peg like the keys there's 30 dollars do you pay 30 dollars for the keys and put it on something that's not your spy or do you put it on your real spy since it costs so much we, we also determined mm-hmm. um, mini games into it that you could buy more than one on yeah. a lot of the spaces and we didn't realize it. Correct. So like disguises cost $5 each right. and it's three spaces from start. So if you roll a three and you get on disguises, you could spend $30 and get a disguise them. for every one of those spies, even though you're only one of the spies, you cover them. So you be, at that point, nobody knows what you are because right. you've, you've covered all of them. You know, and so there's some of that misdirect in the game. So last spy standing, either everybody else gets guessed out, or eliminated, or you get all of your um, pegs in your appropriate uh, holes on the board, and then you get to your embassy and you get out of the country. So quick game, easy game. It's a very good game for families who have, you know, they want the adults want to play with their children. Mm-hmm. Maybe some of your children are still younger. A lot of times it's hard to find a good game. Multi-level. That all the ages can play and it's fun for everyone. Yeah. I'm 37 years old and I have fun playing this game. Right. I really do. Because a lot of times when we play games, the little boys get left out. They do. Or they have to team up with, you know, they have to partner with an older person. Yeah, and that's just to make them involved and feel like they're involved. But the thing is, whether it's the the technicality of the game sometimes they can't play or sometimes it's the amount of players right in our family because a lot of games are four or five players and this is a six player game so it's pretty good on that level but any yeah i mean anybody and and i think this can go below eight how old is aj he's eight but he could have played this a year ago uh seven maybe even six right i mean i think if anything 
reading helps. Yeah. But not mandatory. Right. I mean, an adult could help a kid make decisions. Maybe more so, it just lets them be more independent, you know, being able to read and count money. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you, you really can't make a terrible decision in playing this game as far as, you know, you can't you can't make a wrong one to not win. Um, but, yeah, I, <laughs> I don't know. I think I've maybe won one game. And AJ and Oliver win often. And that's how that's how And a lot of times it's not even you've collected everything and you got to the end and you won. It's just you've eliminated everyone else. Mm-hmm. So that happens a lot as well. Yeah. Um, so we recommend the game. Um I don't know what else I can say besides I don't know the price of the game right now, off the top of my head. Trista can look it up I here. Check Amazon. Um Spy Alley, the game of suspense and intrigue. Use your wit to unmask and eliminate the enemy spies. Eh, suspense and intrigue, not so much. Um, $34.99. $34.99. I think I paid less for that. Probably. But is it worth $34.99? I want to say yeah. They have a junior version too. Uh, that's not even necessary. You'd have, to be, you'd have to have really young children. Yeah, that, and at that point... Who only wanted to play the game together, maybe. That does not sound fun because this know. is this is so easy that that doesn't even make sense. Ooh, there's another one from the makers of Spy Alley. It's called Simply Suspects. Oh, how much is that one? It's the same, $34.99. Okay, put that in our wish list and maybe we'll see if the price goes up or down. And then we'll, we'll maybe grab it for this Christmas. That'll work. They have a a combo where you can buy both games for fifty nine ninety eight. So you get what are we saving? Eight bucks, eight or nine, maybe seventy. Uh, yeah, ten bucks. Ten bucks. So if we know anybody that needs this for Christmas, we could get that and keep one game and send them Spy <laughs> Alley. Save a couple bucks. That's how that's how we do our Christmas shopping. That sounds like a good deal. Well, I hope you enjoyed this. Uh, Game review, add it to your collection. I we haven't played the two player. I think that I think the two player you get two spies. Oh really? Yeah, and you so you got to eliminate two. You know, so you can get down to one, and you only have one spy left, mm-hmm. which is kind of interesting. Do you have anything else that you need to say? I don't think so. We're I think we're good go for. Make I think we're good for today, and I'm hungry. All right, we got to figure something out. I know, but. It doesn't have to be good, but I'm really hungry, and I didn't have enough pizza, and it wasn't the greatest pizza because it was reheated, and I'm going to commit to you today that I'm not going to buy, or I'm not going to heat it in the microwave anymore. Love you. Love you. Thank you for joining us on the Explicitly Us podcast. If you haven't subscribed, please do. You'll be the first to listen to our show when it's released every Monday. See you next time on Explicitly Us.